1: This podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with Fan Hub to put fans first. Search Fan Hub app to play your part in the journey. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues, three opinions, one Everton Podcast. Welcome to episode 76 of the Unhold Eternity podcast, brought to you in partnership with Fanhub, where the fans come first. And it's a little bit of a strange one tonight, because we, we've actually recorded immediately post-match. Um, Pete's gone to bed, because he's up at work, up for work at six, um, so we, he, he couldn't even stay up and, and record tonight, because uh, t- time is getting on. So me and Leah decided we're going to stay on, and... Uh, be like, be like the peace flower This back in the day when I was I was a kid. Pete Price with the Peace Flower used to used to work it on in the night time. Um, so I feel that we should have a little, little bit of the uh, Luther Van in the background, really. Don't, don't don't know what you think about that, but a little bit of Luther, uh if only for boys one night. A
0: bit of boys to men in the background.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, I might I might look at that to be honest, because I think that a very really, very really, uh, creates a lovely atmosphere for for the discussion that we're going to have. Um, but we've we've got a. We've got our cup of Oval, Oval team, and we're going to plough on regardless. Um, and it's, it's nice to, to discuss what was a, you know, pretty much a, a routine cup victory against a championship side.ly
0: Yeah, I mean, if there's one word that sums it up, it's, it was professional, isn't it? Um, really professional performance from, from, from the Blues. I, th- I thought Carlo went with a really strong side. I'm glad he did. Um, there was rumours wasn't there yesterday circulating that the game was going to be cancelled and we had a chat between ourselves basically praying it wasn't because we haven't had a game for quite a while now haven't we it's almost like we've had a mini international break as we were saying on the last podcast sometimes that can be a bad thing especially when you're on a decent run like we are at the minute Um, so it was nice to get that game in and it's also nice for calvert Loon to come back grab a goal probably could have got maybe a couple more Um, good to see Richie get a goal albeit I felt Again, he's just something not quite right with him. I'm sure we'll come and touch on that in a second. Um, but yeah, yeah. Overall, like I said, professional, professional performance felt comfortable throughout. Um, and really, no disrespect to Chef Wed, it probably could have been or should have been five or six.
1: Yeah, I mean, to, to be fair, to be fair to them, I thought sort of maybe first ten or fifteen minutes they had, they had a bit of a go, a uh, couple of chances, also made a decent save in the from, from distance early on. Um, and it started to up, upset us a little bit I think but I, I always felt we had that element of control and uh, you know, it massively helps when you've got a player you know, of Hammers or Rodriguez's quality in the side because it, he orchestrates every, everything pretty much I mean we were saying maybe before we recorded he could have had come away with sort of five assists tonight and you know it, that would not, not have been a, a shock to, to anyone watching because some of the things that he does you know you, you look at that that ball that he slides through to Chris Charles and he was just offside. Um, who obviously finished finished well, but obviously it was offside. What What a ball that is! And it was almost as if we, we didn't really take full advantage of the quality on show from from Hammers. I didn't think anyway.
0: I mean, he'll be coming off that pitch absolutely fuming that he hasn't bagged five assists. And both assists have really come from corners. I mean, his in intoing corner deliveries pretty much bob on every time, isn't it? I mean, obviously, you've got two in three minutes there, but you're right. I mean, you know, that little montage of the first half, uh, that ball through to, um, through to Richarlison. And if you watch it again, he receives it. He, this is what we said last time, you know, a fully fit Hammers dropping in between the lines, receiving the ball, in, in you know, with, with loads of space, loads of time, and, and facing the play. He's going to cause any team problems, never mind Jeffrey Wednesday. And that, and that pass... If you look at it, he he knows the pass as soon as he gets it. He travels with it a bit beyond halfway. He almost turns onto his left as if he's going to spray it out to the full back, and then like semi reverses it. So he knows he knows what the pass is all along, doesn't he? But by taking it to the left, it kind of almost the defenders are thinking he's going that way, and then the last minute just you know like I, like I said, almost a, a little reverse pass. But it's that weight of that pass, mate. If you watch it again, I mean, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Because it, it avoids the defenders by like millimeters. And Richarlison, I mean, you could almost criticise him and say, look, if he holds his run a fraction of a second earlier, there, it's a great goal, isn't it? I mean, that's that's just class. And then there was that lovely move as well. No doubt you'll put it up later, but um, you know the one where we all played those little one-touch passes, little round the corners. He followed his pass, lovely little pass into Dom. Dom with a great, great spin, and obviously keeping made a great save at the near post. But yeah, I thought. I thought him and Gomez especially were on the same wavelength tonight, weren't they? Uh, Hammers and Gomez, both of them technicians, and I thought Gomez played well as well.
1: It's not, yeah, nice to see Andre Gomez. You know, it, it's now two assists in his last two games, both with his left foot as well. Uh, nice to see Andre Gomez play, play with a, a bit of freedom, uh, confidence. You know, we, he's getting forward a little bit more. He's trying to orchestrate things further forward. I said during the game, it was nice to see him have a little shot from 20-25 yards as well. Okay, jacked it wide, but He's up there and he's he's looking to to influence the the final third. And, you know, there's been a lot of criticism uh, towards Andre Gomez. And we said this and we discussed it at length in the past. A lot of it stemmed from the fact that when he first came in, he looked so good and and we know how technically good he is. Um, But it's great to see that. You know, Carlo said a few months ago about Gomez, he's still working his way back to fitness. It's going to take him a long time. We said it, I think, last week on the podcast, You've got to take into account the injury that he suffered, Seamus Coleman. You know when he, he had, a, had a leg break, he he came back in, you know had a great performance against Leicester on on pure adrenaline. But he didn't get back to his level for eighteen months. It takes a long time. So great to see Andre Gomez uh, with another assist. And and I thought looked neat and tidy throughout, throughout the game. Looked strong in midfield, and the link up with you know for, for that that first goal was lovely. You know. How many times in the past will maybe Gobe's turned back onto his right foot, but he had the confidence to, to go down the left-hand side, fire the ball across, and, and yet again, you know, Calvert-Lewin, I think, was six games without a goal. There's Calvert-Lewin, yet again, slotting in his 15th goal of the season in what has been a, a tremendous season so far for him. and am bigger mad, it's, it's only January.
0: That'll be great for Calvert-Lewin, that, because he hasn't scored since December, has he? I know he's been out. We haven't scored since December. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, exactly, and 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 you know that's why I said I said well I'm glad he uh he he was fit and he started tonight. You're going to Leicester game now with obviously you know coming off the back of a goal uh, that lift his confidence, but his movement again. And I, I thought Michael Owen highlighted it pretty well. To be fair, he doesn't always highlight things very well when he's abundant, but I thought he highlighted his movement pretty well there actually at half time. saying so, you know how many times you see a ball get you know, whipped across the edge across the box like that and you don't see anybody anybody get on the end of it. But he's just pulled off the defender. His, his movement is just he's just getting better and better. And what I really like, I think I text you boys, is he, he was you could see him in the first half, he was getting angry because people weren't playing him in at the right times because obviously he was making these runs, he wasn't receiving it. That's what you want, isn't it? You know, he's he's obviously got the confidence now to you know, to shout at senior senior pros going, right, when you what what the F was that? Yeah, you know I mean, I mean I have made a run there and then I had to check and then so um to be fair, I mean you know as I said, I thought going back to Gomez, I thought he's looking fitter to me. I don't know what you think, Matt. He's, just, he's looking a little bit sharper, a little bit fitter. His distribution was great off either foot again today. He looked a bit like the old Gomez. I mean, you don't want to go, you don't want to sort of lean on it too much because obviously you are playing Sheffield Wednesday. But even in the last game, again, a little couple of cameos he's had, he obviously put a great ball in for the Wolves uh, winner. So um, he's starting to show a bit more. Um, I responded to Jeff on Twitter and said, I think it's a bit of fitness, but also I think probably Carlo as well doing what Carlo does, but probably just telling him again, Look, we really rate you. bit bit of arm around the shoulder job, like he did with a isn't it?
1: Yeah, and it works. It's just you know, people talk about Carlo's man minds, been like you said, uh has been a prime example of that, where you know, he he's publicly said about a robe and come out and said about having the confidence and trusting his ability. He came out and obviously mentioned about Gomez and the fact that you know he's still trying to find his fitness. And like you said, he's looking fitter, I think, every time we see him. He's, he's being used off the bench quite often. And we found in recent games, Sheffield United, Wolves, that he's he's come on onto the uh, the pitch to, to good effect for, say, 20, 25 minutes at a time. Like you say, the work carried away. Sheffield Wednesday in the Cup, uh, a game we should be winning. But a game in which you look comfortable, as I said before, it, it's it's great to see him that little bit further forward, and and in, in the second half probably more than the first. Hit him and him and linking up quite nicely uh, when Hamez was probably drifting in a little bit more centrally, uh, trying to orchestrate things things further. Um, one player we have mentioned just going away from Gomez and Hamez is, is is Richard Allison, and great to see him get his goal. Great for his confidence. Um, a lot of people were saying you're the game, you know. That he just seems to be off it though, doesn't he? In terms of it's not not even the fact that he's he's not getting chances because he had that one but to keep it tipped onto the bar, the header in the first half, obviously the offside goal as well. And um, it's more to do with the fact that his, his touch seems to be letting him down when he's got the ball under control at times. So that second touch when he's it off is just too far. And with I'm not sure what, what what's going on. I mean, whether it's just a, a simple fact that he hadn't scored for so long, I don't know. Um, but it it's a bit of a concern i think that charles when he, he carved five more because he's such a pivotal player to to was and how we play
0: yeah he just doesn't look sharp does he i mean if you know when he, when he's at it and we all know as, as everton fans certainly in the last sort of 12 18 months when he's at it he's he's all action isn't he you know he's he's obviously got a little turn of pace um and he's he's a goal threat he just doesn't he doesn't he doesn't really look at it it's almost like like he doesn't look like he's fit yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know quite what it is. I mean, through the game, I spoke to Andy uh, Elpiv as we know. Uh, as we know, he's come on here several times, and I sort of texted him as well, and said, you know, "What's going on with Richie?" And he said, "Yeah, I just asked one of my mates. I had to ask him if he had COVID, because obviously he, he does look. He does look a yard slow, doesn't he? He looks a yard off it. And there was a few occasions there um, where you know he gave the ball, he lost the ball in some crucial places when we looked like we could have had you know a really good chance to have a go at them." And that resulted into a couple of little hairy moments. Uh, one was one in the second half, I remember, where he lost it on halfway, when we committed, you know, quite a few bodies forward. Then all of a sudden they're running at us, and you know, the young lads uh, had a shot block, doesn't he? Um, I think it was by Mina. So, yeah, he just uh, it is a bit of a worry because I, I was looking at his goal stats after we spoke about him last week, and the last two seasons he scored thirteen goals in the Premier League. At the moment, I think he's on two. Um, and then look, I know he missed three crucial games through suspension and he's had a couple of niggling injuries, but you'd like to think, you know, you'd want to try and improve on that year on year. Now, I know it is a weird season, but look at Dom. I mean, Dom's already on 15 for the season. Um, we need Richie to be getting double figures again, really, if we're really going to push that top four. Um, mm. he is our ma- other major goal threat other than Calvert Lewin. Um, and we do need him scoring goals. So, yeah, it is, um, Good to see him get the header. That'll give him a bit of confidence. And then he had that side-footed attempt. That was more like the old Richie, wasn't it? Where, again, Hammers played him in brilliantly with the outside of his foot. And he's bent one, to be fair. It's a good save by the young keeper. I thought they didn't, didn't have too bad a game, to be fair. Um, but, yeah, there's just something not quite right with him. I don't know what it is. It could be something behind the scenes. It could be, you know, for all we know, it could be the likes of Barca or anyone else sniffing around him maybe for the summer. You just don't know, dear. Do uh, I mean... If you, you know, if it is potentially a move and we have to sell him, then and we get good money for him, that's part of the whole sort of uh, the process of moving on, isn't it? And, and obviously improving as a team, then so be it. But yeah, I must admit I'm a little bit worried by his form at the moment. Um, I know he scored against Leicester last time we played him a few weeks ago, a crucial goal that got us off the mark there. So let's hope he uh, he can come up with the goods when we play him in the league because that's a big game coming up now on Wednesday, isn't
1: it? It is. It is. I mean. Obviously, on 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 the Charles and, and and pure speculation from myself. You know, this is a difficult time for everyone. You know, whether the footballers or not, you know, or ourselves, just you know, uh, anyone else in, in the in the public. It's it's a difficult time now. You know, whether or not he's got concerns with his family over in Brazil. You know, we're having a rough time as well. We just don't know, so we have to take sort of take into account how difficult this time is and this period is for everyone, footballers and ourselves, etc. So maybe it's, it is something like that, and he's you know he, he's struggling in, in that sense. So we don't know. You know, it's nice to see him get his goal. Really important that he does he does score, like we said. You know, we we do we do rely on his goals and, and Dominic Calvert Lewin's goals, and um, you know, like fantastic ball yet again from from uh, from Hames and Richardson in, in the right place at the right time. So that hopefully does give him a bit of confidence going forward. You know that he he can get on the score sheets on a more regular basis in the Premier League, and like you say. Huge game come up against Leicester midweek, um, which we're going to talk about shortly. Um, and, and it's important that he's, he's firing on all cylinders for that game, because obviously Leicester doing really well and a, a difficult side to, to play against at the moment. But before we do, third goal, yeah, Mina. we've seen we're, we're such a threat, aren't we, from set pieces. And that, that, you know, that's because of the delivery is probably the main reason why um, when you've got Hammers. And, and it's, it's wonderful foot taking set-pieces. You're always going to cause problems. But we're, we're seeing the likes of Mina and, and Keane causing problems and getting goals from set-pieces quite regularly this season. You know, uh, We saw Michael Keane against Wolves get, a, get his goal. Uh, obviously, Mina's chipped him with a couple of goals now as well. But yet again, I keep on going back to, to the magic of Hammers, of And he could be the difference for me between... Winning something or getting Europe and not getting Europe—he's—he's that pivotal to this side.
0: He needs to stay fit, mate. He needs to stay fit for now for the rest of the season. I know he had his inverted uh, inverted commas Christmas break, um, but um, <laughs> like,
1: because like me, of,
0: yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. But you know what? When he plays like that, I mean, I mean, it's just such a shame we can't be there to see it, isn't it? Because you know, as fans, that's that's what you want to see. I I, I can't remember the last time we had a player like that that's just so far ahead, ahead of everybody else in terms of his brain, in terms of how he sees a picture every time he gets the ball. He's not quick, is he at all? You know, he's not, he's not incredibly quick, but he's just so, so clever. Um, there was a bit in the second half where he he, he kept on getting it off different people. And I think Bannon was following him around. I thought Bannon had quite a, a reasonable game for them. I thought him, Harris and that Patterson were causing us a few issues that Harris down the right was pretty quick, but I thought Godfrey obviously dealt with him pretty well. Um, but yeah, no, that, going back to Hammers, I mean, that um, there's a little montage in the second half where he just got it and he just does little things, isn't he, before he gets He always has a look to see, obviously, to see what the picture is. Then he'll receive it and do either a little little shimmy, a little step over, a little, you know, just gets half a yard every time. He very rarely gets caught in possession. Um, and when he does, he tends to do something and then win a foul or get out of a situation. he the boy's just an absolute, you know, absolute top player. Um, and as I said, it's just such a shame we can't we can't be at the ground to watch him. Hopefully, we, we can sooner rather than late. And if it is next season, then you know, hopefully he's still playing at that sort of level because, um, like you said, he, he's he's a magician with that that left foot. That cross again was right right on the button, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, he's, you know, you've got to you still got to put it in. And we are, we know are, we are, we are carrying a threat on set pieces with these big lads, but um, the delivery is pretty much bob on every time. Uh, he put one in the other week, didn't he? As well against Rotherham, that should should have probably counted uh, from a free kick as well, and obviously it was disallowed. And that caused us to go into extra time. But then, you know, five minutes into extra time, he's 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 basically threaded the winner, hasn't he? Uh, setting up um, obviously Decoré for the winner. So I think you're right, mate. I think if if we're going to really have any ambitions of of, of snatching a top four place, I think that's what we should be pushing for, if not the title. And I, I'm not ashamed to say that. I know some people ridicule that, but why not? Yeah, you know, I mean the league's wide open. Uh, I know City has shown real, real form at the minute, and they seem to be the favourites. But you know, we've got to, we've, we've we've got the quality in that team to beat anyone when we've got a fully fit eleven. Um, you know, Allen's coming back hopefully in, in in you know for the United game. Um, as soon as we can get him, De in midfield, and Hamed sort of floating, um, and Carvalho in scoring, then I, I think we'll be a handful for anyone again. Um, but yeah, go, go, going back to Hamez I think I think he was easily man of the match for me tonight um, And like we said at the very start I mean, how he's not come away With five assists there, he'll you, you'll, you'll be fuming
1: Yeah, exactly right And you know, Hamez Just just to give um, Obviously a little bit of context to You say there about being, being man of the match Obviously two assists, two big chances created And eight, eight key passes during the game it, it just shows you how much he does Influence us Going forward and and how important he is. We've said it already about him staying fit. Um, because you know, the the, the more games that he's he's available, the better for us. We we saw how I mean t- today it was funny because he, he started out on the on the right hand side and with, with Seamus Coleman obviously behind him. And it was almost a case of, well, we don't expect to be doing much defending today, so we can play Hammers there. As the game went on, you saw him just there, there everywhere, and obviously getting involved a bit more essentially and trying to do things from, from that position. Uh, what we saw obviously against Wolves where we obviously needed a bit more of a defensive setup that we can play him centrally as a number 10, let him drift or a false nine whatever you whatever you want to call it. Um, and then still obviously have, have his quality um in in those key areas and and let him influence the play and and um, it, it's great to just have that kind of quality and, and like you say such a shame that we aren't there to see him and I think it's a concern of many people that with the way things are at the moment and the way things things are going he's just not sure you know whether whether we're going to get it get a chance to see him live which would be such a shame you know hopefully things improve um, and we can get get into the ground and actually actually see Hammers Hammers live because because what a player what a player he is and he, he deserves a full house every single week watching watching him and I'm sure his level will go up yet again if he had forty thousand fans there, you know, watching them cheering them on. And
0: oh, mate! Can you imagine? I mean, he'd, he'd, he'd be pulling it all out. He was even pulling off Ravonas as well, wasn't he? You know, a little riboner. <laughs> <fair> the <laughs> yeah. but I
1: mean, well, what have
0: what what have been we we've been really critical as a fan base of Everton in in this little run we've had, where we've had a couple of blips like West Ham. Uh, we obviously made hard work of Rotherham and things like that. What what have we been critical of of Everton being? It's, it's kind of almost been too slow in the build up and too predictable and. Teams almost as soon as they put a bit of pressure on us, we sort of seem to not crumble, but you know, I mean, we give it away in key areas and into that. And you know, it's easy for players just to sort of play with the back to goal and play it backwards. And as soon as he's come into that middle, every single time, if you watch it, he just runs, he just runs into the space or just drifts into the space. He'll either drop short for it and go, "Give it me, give it me," I want to do something because obviously he wants to dictate the play, or he'll just float in between the lines and just pick it up in different areas. And they, they couldn't get near him today. They couldn't get near him. Now again, we have to caveat with the fact that it is Sheffield Wednesday. Obviously, you know we should be beating them comfortably. But it's the FA Cup, and as Rotherham showed, if you're up for it and you put a bit of fight in, and the other team, you know, basically, you know, are not quite at the races, they, they can cause an upset. You know, look at Leeds. Leeds are out, and they got knocked out, knocked out by Crawley Town. You know, so um, yeah. But going go, going back as we as we said, he was completely man of the match. Um, and we need him picking up the ball. The Leicester game will be an interesting one because, you know, as I said to you before then, before we started recording, um, yeah, it's massively key Vardy's out because Vardy is pivotal to the way, the way they play. Ian Nacho's got a knack of scoring against us, but he's not the same as Vardy. Um, and I thought we dealt with him very well in the, in the game we beat him the other week. But the difference is with Leicester this week, they're coming into this game on the back of form. They had a good win against Chelsea the other day. They've got all their key players back now. So the likes of Indidi is back. That Castagna, who I really, really rate, he came back, played brilliant against Chelsea the other day. Pereira's back, um, oh, yeah, and, and Madison. You know, say what you want about him, I'm, I'm not his biggest fan. I think he's pretty arrogant, but he's obviously a very good footballer. He scored five in the last seven. Um, so that that game, obviously, it's one of our games in hand. It's it's key in it. It's absolutely key that we try and win that and get it back in the mix um, because. You know they're hitting a bit of purple patch of form. It could be a, it could be a really good game actually.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's do really a good side. Um, and before we discuss that, actually, just a quick note. Great to see Thierry uh, Thierry Small and uh, Tara and Yango come on for their debuts. Thierry Small, obviously Everton's youngest ever player, which is which is fantastic. Raved about. There's a lot of talk that he might might move on. Uh, got suitors by Bayern Munich. look at him and things like that. Important to be him down to, to a deal. Well, fantastic for Carl to get the two the, those two lads on um, for, for five minutes or so but, but yeah, yeah proud, proud,
0: moment, proud moment for those boys you? you can see you can see you saw Anyango there you can see how nervous he was couldn't you? you know, coming on he was just literally itching to get on the pitch and obviously he comes on uh, for Gomez and then what a moment for Thierry coming on for Hammers for as well you know what I mean and I mean you'll remember that for the rest of his life hopefully look he'll forge his career with us and he's obviously comes with a you know potentially a real talent coming through the ranks but um what A moment you'll remember that for the rest of his life, like I said, coming on for Hamish Rodriguez, making your debut, um, breaking Baxter's record. What was he like 16 and a half? I think he turned 16 in, in, in August time, didn't he? So, yeah, it
1: was uh, only about what a moment th- he for the he was 13 days younger than Baxter, which is which is amazing, isn't it? Really, um, but again, a shame there's no fans there to, to see it in his family, obviously couldn't be there to see it, but but great, great for the two kids to come on, um, and hopefully. Over the next sort of couple of years, the, the the two lads are still around and they they get the chance because I'm I'm sure they can they can forge an excellent career in in football. That's for sure. Um, but anyway, on, on to Leicester, like like you say, I mean Leicester, um, probably slightly different animal than what we played um, a couple of months back when when I thought we were we were excellent away away at the, um, at the King Power. Uh, like you say, they're, they're in great form with or without Jamie Vardy. They've got threats all over the pitch. Madison's in great form, like you said. Um, the strong defensively an- and in midfield, and you know the, the the pretty much the majority of the season, Leicester have been there or thereabouts, having been Pushing the sort of the top four. They've been top of the table like ourselves, but they did they, they've caused a bit of damage to, to sides. Um, you know we we've been dismissed by by pundits and the media as per usual uh, when we're in the top six, it becomes a top five and. When we're in the top three, it becomes a top two, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and Le- Leicester, though, still, regardless, still seems to be fancied by by certain people in the media. And they are discussed as if they are in a, in the title race, which is, which is fine. And total respect to them for, for what they're doing. But it's going to be a difficult game. And for me, I'm not, not sure what you think, Lee, but for me, if we want to have any chance of, of getting sort of top four I know we're sort of pretty much halfway through the season now these are the kind of games that we've got to be winning against sides that are going to be there or thereabouts top four top six when we get to May these are the games that we've got to go in and we've got to go in with confidence like we did away at Leicester and for me take the game to them and you know have the confidence to go and beat a Leicester side they were in a decent run of form
0: Totally agree yeah I mean we we obviously won at their place Arguably, Leicester tend to have more success on the road, don't they? Because the way they play, they like to play counter, like to get Vardy in behind. I Think Vardy. I know he's not playing, but I think he. I saw the stat the other day. He scored two, two goals at home this season, nine away. Well, that tells you everything you need to know. Um, and the fact that they they love to play on the counter attack, and um, yeah, I mean, there will be a different animal because they have got all their players back. I think Son Shoes back as well, as well as the, you know, like I said, Indeedy and people like that. So they're gonna they're gonna be up for it. Um I mean, Decore will be a massive miss for us. I think obviously it'll be a straight swap potentially for Davis in midfield there. It's just game just come a bit too soon for Alan. We would like to, uh, to, for him to have been back for this. But obviously, Tom Davis is not decor, is he? So you've got to hope that we, we do, we do stamp our authority on midfield. That does worry me a little bit for that game because they're going to go with probably Ndidi, Madison and, uh, Tielemans. Um, obviously, indeed' your enforcer, in so Tielemans, you sort of Gomez type. And then um, Madison, as I said, is, is, is on real form. So we need to win that midfield battle um, to, to gain control of the game. But I, I think it might, it might go quite similar. I think he'll probably go to a, uh, you know, a similar sort of lineup to when, when we played him at their place. And I think we'll, you know what we were is very hard. For, we didn't leave much space in behind. We were very hard to, hard, hard to break down. And obviously, the key is we got that first goal where Charleston scored a great goal. I know Schmeichel was probably at fault for it, but it's a lovely finish. And then, um, obviously, we, we finished the game off in the second half, didn't we? Was it a set-piece, I remember rightly? It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Piece, second
1: half? Yeah.
0: yeah, it was, wasn't it? So another set-piece.
1: Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, so, a bit, yeah, a big holiday, wasn't it? Up for the corner.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. So, so it is a big game. We've got a chance to do a double over him. You know, and you talk about, obviously, the, the stat that Sky put up the other day. I know a lot of fans got offended by it. I know it was principally trying to discuss Leicester's form against the so-called top six. Uh, even though there's seven teams on the on, on on the list, but obviously if you if you were to put us in that us in that mix, I think we'd got 13 points ourselves, the same as them, against yeah. you know uh, the sort of top teams in the league. So um, you know we've we've had a good season against against the uh, the so-called top six or seven teams. So we've got to go in there with confidence now uh, on the back of that win, um, and like you said, trying to assert our authority on the game. Um, not leave too much space in behind and, and, and just, just cause them problems. You know, if if Richarlison can drift into those spaces again um, and, and, and pick passes like he did tonight, albeit he'll find it probably a little bit more difficult against a well-drilled Leicester team, then we will cause them problems. And having Calvert-Lewin back is is, is massive, isn't it? Because, you know, if we were going into that game having to play guilty again as a false nine, I wouldn't be confident at all, if I'm honest.
1: No, I, I I agree. Um imperative, obviously Calvert Lewin's back. We, we we should see a will come back into the side. Um Carlo or all, all uh, indications lead to it will be and Luke Dean being fit, which is which is excellence, obviously. Um I think the the difficult thing for me is that midfield we, we know there's no Alan, we know he's gonna be back for United, hopefully. We know the core is suspended and quite often you win and lose games in the midfield and and them having obviously Tillemans and Dee and Dee obviously back in there. Madison just in front. You've got Harvey Barnes probably on the left hand side as well, causing problems. Um we we've got to be on our game and the likes of Tom Davis and, and Andre Gomes is probably going to be the two in midfield. They they've got to be really on, on their game and um it may be like you say it may be a case of similar setups to how we play as well what's set up but similar way of playing against against Wolves really and um, whether we just to interrupt, it?
0: mate, just to interrupt, just to interrupt quickly. Do you reckon you might go? I'm just thinking about it then, just for legs, you might go with Luca Dean coming back, play a back four, Luca Dean left back, Mason Holgate possibly right back, and then play uh, play Godfrey as, as sort of the holding because He has played there, hasn't he, as a, as a defensive mid in the past? Does he, does he go so. with that maybe, yep. and then just basically. Be our version of indidi for that game, if you like. Just you know, get about the pitch and win tackles, and then try and give it to the likes of Gomez and Hammes maybe.
1: P- possibly so. I mean, obviously, not having the the, the legs of the Corey in there is is massive, especially against uh, indidi uh, I think I think he's a he's a real real quality player. So we might see Godfrey slot in there. I, I was thinking whether whether we'd see a similar situation to Wolves, where we had um, Luca Dean playing left wing and, and Godfrey playing behind him. Uh, but then obviously, Richarlison's back in, so whether whether he'd, he'd be looking to, to take Richarlison out is severely Um But th- there is options there, and it's 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 so important. We get the midfield side of things right. I think you know recently, like we said already, Andre Gomez has done pretty well, uh, two assists in two games for him. So in an attacking sense, he's looking a lot better. We know he's limited defensively, so we're forced into Tom Davis to, to sort of sit. So. I don't know. It's it's an option, of course, to to have to have Godfrey in there. Um, you know, just if you look down there that-
0: right. They're going to go with Albrighton or Cheng is under, aren't they? Now, under's a player I really rate. Now he he seems to be he played again in the cup um, for them when they beat obviously Brentford in the cup three one coming back from one 0 down. Um, he obviously is a, is a boy with a lot of talent. Likes to come on his left foot. Uh, came on against us as a sub. I think he might go with Albrighton just because of Albrighton's defensive uh, sort of capability. But neither of those players you describe as being super super quick, so maybe you might you might go you know you might not need that sort of uh, Godfrey sort of pace at left back and maybe play him play Luca D. Um, I know Luca's obviously look when he's fully fit for me he's one of the best uh, uh, left backs in Europe, isn't he? Never mind the Premier League, um, but you know if you were to really sort of pull apart his game, he'd probably say sometimes defensively up against pace he can be you can find it difficult, but. I'd say if he was playing against Under or, or uh, Albright, you would like to think he'd, he'd be able to cope with their attacking threat. So maybe he might go with um, a bit more legs. Because one thing Godfrey, for me, would I know obviously he's not played there in that position for us, so it is probably possibly a bit of a risk. I thought if Nkunku would have been fit today, or Dean for that matter, I think he may have trialled putting Godfrey there anyway, possibly today. See how he gets on in a game that you'd be expected to win. Um, but obviously his hand was forced and the fact we had no other left backs fit, so he had to go with 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 Godfrey there. So, you know, may, he might just throw him in. Carlo's not scared to try things. You know, he saw that the first game of the season, he put all the new signings in the team straight away, didn't he? Um yeah. you know, no sort of God- period to threw him in.
1: Yeah, and with Godfrey as well. Obviously, he came off um fairly early. I, you know, he, he was he was taken off. So which shows you he he's definitely going to start the game against against Leicester, that's for sure. Um just we just don't know where where he's going to start. Whether there's still a little bit of a doubt over Luca Dean, I don't know. I just think him and Awobi were taken out just for protection. He probably needed a, bit, a little bit of a, a a bit of a rest. The two of them, uh, obviously, Luca Dean's only just come back from a, a serious injury himself. Awobi's uh, been been consistently playing week in week out for for a couple of months, so it it was good to give those two players a little bit of a little bit of time away. Um, but you know, like I've said, tough game, tough ask. But we've we've got to if we wanna push on this season and, and get Europe, like I say, these are the games you have got to go in and we've got to look to, to get, you know, if we get a draw, fine, you know, but you don't wanna be losing ground on these teams and you know, letting them get further ahead. Um we we've still got our two games in hand uh, against Man City and Aston Villa to come as well. So, you know, it's important that before we even get there that we are there or thereabouts top four top six give ourselves a chance you know we, we we know we know it's 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 strange at the moment in terms of uh football in general uh so we've, we've just got to make sure that we do give ourselves the best ever the best chance we've got to, to be there or there about to I be mean, less sitting third 38 points we're sitting sixth 32 points with two games in hand um so we can get ourselves up there and we've got to believe that we can and there's no reason, with a bit, without a bit, you know, a bit of luck, keeping our our best players fit, why we can't be be challenging softball top six. Um, yeah, to give us your prediction. I, I agree.
0: Um, yeah, like I said before, you know, if the Corey was fit, um, I'd fancy a little bit more. Maybe we'll gamble and go with the Corey Only time will tell. Um, but um, yeah. I think it'll be a tougher game than we found at their place, but that way off. Although I, like I said, I thought we dealt with their threat really well at their, at their place. They were on a little bit of a mini blip around then. And they're in a lot more form now. They 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 brushed aside Chelsea quite comfortably the other day. Um, and I know Chelsea are not in great form at the minute, but they still made it look relatively straightforward. Uh, certainly played better than he did against us at their place. So um, I'm probably going to go score draw, mate. I think if I'm honest, Um I do think I do think we'll cause them problems, especially if, as I said, if we can get hammers on the ball. We do look solid defensively, but I just I just think I'm probably going to go for one-one. And you know what? I, I in in the scheme of things, with the, with a couple of the injuries, you know, we're basically our midfield out, give or take. You know, with Alan and Decore, our first choice. Um, I think we'd probably take that really. Um, and Villa, you know, you just mentioned there, Villa and City the, the, the games in hand. I, I hate having those sort of games in hand, really, aren't they? Because obviously. You know, they will be two tough games as well. Um, City are on, as as we said before, on a hell of a run at the minute. They've, they've clawed their way back into the title race, uh, playing almost a sort of, you know, very solid sort of uh, style of football. And um, Villa, arguably, are one of the best teams in the league to watch at the minute. They've really, really signed well and improved. Um, so they're not two gimmies, are they, by any means? Um, but yeah, so 1-1, what do you think?
1: I was just say exactly the same. I think I think it'd be a draw myself, and it would be the worst result in the world. I don't think it is. You know, as, as I say, it'd be great to get three points, of course, and, and be looking at with two games in hand, be within three points of, of Leicester. However, you know, we know we've got a few a few of our, our main players out. You know, most notably Alan Decolaga in, in centre midfield, which is which is pivotal. Uh, I do think we can get sort of from the game. Though. I do think we'll. It'll be one all. Um, and as I say, not the worst results in the world. You know, it's it's a quick turnaround from today. Obviously, they're playing. Uh, they played Brentford today as well. Um and we go we go against them Wednesday before then an early game against Newcastle on a Saturday. So yeah, i will be happy with the draw, to be fair. Um, it might sound maybe a little bit negative, but I think I think in the grand scheme of things and looking who we got available and you know who is missing. That wouldn't be too bad. It really wouldn't. Um, obviously, love to get the win. Love, to, you know, we get the win there. Then make no mistake, we're, we're in a great position and full of confidence. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But certainly need to keep this this unbeaten run going. Um, going into into the Newcastle game, and you know, a quick a quick chat about that if we can. Newcastle in such poor form, aren't they? And the the, the defeat against them by us gets more and more embarrassing by the week, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, mate. I mean, that, that, that game now, it turns out to be an absolute shocker for us, doesn't it? Because um, it was a weird one, wasn't it? Because Carlo had a lot of people out in that game and, and almost went there with a kind of like, let's just be difficult to beat and try and nick a goal type. Now, obviously, if you'd have had that game again, and I think we've talked about this since, you'd have had a lot more of a go at him. Because when we did have a go and when we were 2 down, we scored. Um mm-hmm um and that that's looking like very much like three points dropped in that game um you know we've thrown away a couple of a couple of a couple of games this season that certainly was one of them um but you know it's easy to say that in hindsight um uh, but I'd like to think you know all we have to show is 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 a replay of that game when we played them at home last season 2-0 93 minutes on the clock one Lost. minute left of injury time <laughs> um, you know what I mean? I still haven't got over that. By the way, um, no, no, obviously we're at, I was at that game, and I, 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 might, I still can't get my head around how we managed to throw it away, but we did. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, that's a, that's certainly a more winnable game than the Leicester one. Um, and if we can get something against Leicester, you know, look, we could nip the game against Leicester. That'd be great if we could. But you know, if you were to say you'd take four points from ne- those next two games, you'd probably take it. Newcastle are well out of form. Um, I watched him briefly the other day uh, against Villa, and they're not playing for the manager, mate. You could see some of the players are down tools. Obviously, Bruce by by nature is a very conservative coach. Um, you know, very sort of defensive minded and it sort of worked for them at the start of the season. Because when we played them, they were sort of winning games that way, weren't they? Because obviously, they had Callum Wilson up front, who was causing all sorts of problems for teams, and they were being difficult to beat. But you know, whilst Wilson is still chipping in with your goal. They've got. They haven't really got any, really, any of a threat at all. Um, so you'd like to think we should, barring any sort of injuries again. Really, with the Corey coming back, everyone stays fit after the Leicester game. For me, we should win that game two or three nil. Um, and, and if we play anything like we did tonight, uh, with the passing, the movement, the one touch stuff, you know, rather than the slow rate, laborious stuff that we have, then. Occasionally this season, I, I do think we'll win that game comfortably.
1: Yeah, we've we've got to be looking too. I mean, Newcastle are, are being now sucked into um, to the to the bottom bottom three in the table. Um, and the to you know to be fair though, yeah, they had this huge surrounding um, coronavirus and a couple of key players in in the and. Saint Max really, really, really suffered with it. Uh, Saint Max only came back. It was yesterday against Aston Villa uh, in the in the league game. So we missed eleven games, I think it was. So he's he's one of the, the real real bright bright spots. So when you lose that kind of player, it does impact you quite heavily, and obviously your main centre half in the cells as well. Um, so it's been unfortunate for them, um, but we've got we've got to be going to that game. Even, even regardless of the, the Leicester performance, you know, if, if we if we get beat by Leicester, we've got to be looking at winning that game. They're, they're in such a, a poor other form. I think they've won one in nine games, Newcastle. Uh, a lot of negativity surrounding the, the club. Mike Ashley's still there when he thought they were getting bought out, going back a good few months ago. Um, so th- that game is, is our sort of taking and we we've got to be approaching the game Fully expecting to win it with the quality that we've got, um, but you know, not 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 obviously being being lackadaisical and 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 taking it for granted. But they're one of the sides that, for me, at home, we've got to be beaten season in season out there. Aside for me, I'm not a big Newcastle fan. I haven't been for many many years. I think there's a, there's a, always been a bit of a a sort of entitlement surrounding the fans. If, if I'm honest with you. Um, it's a shame because you know when when you when you're up there and in, in and around the city, it's a great place to go and what have you. And obviously the passion's there for the club, but there's a little bit of sort of self entitlement with the fans and and like the way pieces with with West Ham. I am with Newcastle. I'd love to see them go down again. But it's just it's <laughs> just, just the way it is. You've always got there's always a club, isn't it? You know, outside of Liverpool, obviously you, you don't want to see the particularly well, and and that's that's mine. um but yeah, I fully expect us to be to win that game. If we want, if we've got ambitions of Europe, then that's a game you, you've got to be winning. Uh, no well, mate, well, mate to make... look,
0: since since they since I'm just looking at their, uh, their games here. Since Boxing Day, they lost two nil to City uh, to City. Uh, they drew nil nil with Liverpool, of course, it because Liverpool don't score goals. And then they they then lost two one at home to to Leicester. And then the next four games, you include the FA Cup against Arsenal, they've lost 2-0, 1-0, 3-0, 2-0. What does that tell you? They're just not scoring goals and they're conceding. Now, what we've got to hope is that Steve Bruce, they're playing Leeds in the week. Now, Leeds, you know, are probably in their worst patch of the season so far. So, you, you just don't know what you're going to get from Leeds. Leeds could quite easily go there and win 4-0 or quite easily lose 4-0. You just don't know what you're going to get from Leeds. Leeds were dreadful the other day against Brighton. And they were very good against us when they played against us, you know, albeit they just nicked it with obviously uh, with ten to go. But we should have enough to beat Newcastle. Um you just gotta hope though that Bruce, if they lose to Leeds, that Bruce doesn't get the chop before they play us and then they you know, they throw in a attempt manager in and then obviously all of a sudden the players suddenly uh, you know want, want to run around a little bit more and obviously prove a point, um and they get that little bit of a mini bounce. So you just gotta hope you know they potentially get someone against Le- uh, Leeds United, and then obviously we can play them. Uh, with Steve, Steve Bruce still as the manager, um.
1: yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, I mean, looking looking at, at Newcastle and where they are, um, 16th on 19 points. They, I mean, they're, they're still seven points clear of the bottom three. Uh, with with Fulham, I've got a game in handy. We're currently sitting 18th, but. You know, they, they they lose a couple more games. Newcastle, Fulham have started to pick up points as well. Um They're going to see themselves sucked right in, and it, it can't be the other players, much good confidence-wise to see themselves down there because they were floating in the councils and sort of mid-table and looking at the bottom half of of uh, the top half of the table, if you like. You know, only going back, you know, a few weeks ago really, uh, and it, and things have really come to a have really ground to a halt, and it's uh, they're not in great form. So, like you say there, so. Yeah, it's for me, it's it's our game for the taking. the core will be back in from a suspension as well, which is which is great. Depending on who comes through the the Leicester game, we should be going in there with it with a, a strong a strong start at eleven. Um and for me we win the game 2-0 and, and I'll be quite satisfied with that and and um, move on to the to the next game. Uh prediction Lee, what do you think?
0: Uh yeah, as I said before, I think I think yeah, we should have we should have enough to beat him uh quite comfortably for me and um I'm gonna go I'm gonna go three 0 I want it to be three 0 in the 93rd minute because at 2-0 it's still dodgy isn't it? again. <laughs> so uh I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 3-0. Um obviously they do carry a threat with um with Callum Wilson. We know that he he's had a reasonably good season for him considering they don't create many chances. Um so yeah I'm gonna go three 0
1: Let's hope so let's hope we can get a few goals and 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 then move, you know, keep on moving up the table and and really pushing those those top four places. Um, but let you know, hopefully a positive week. Um, on the back of of tonight's tonight's win, um, let's see we get in the cup with with Wickham playing playing Spurs tomorrow, so we get the winner of that game at Goodison Park. Uh, and we we will be back. Uh, Peter will be back on board next week. Um, should be at, at the usual time. So we. Uh, it will be will be too late, and we'll be back next weekend to, to look back at the Leicester game and the newcastle game uh, which uh, hopefully works out for the best for the blues so we'll busy good night put on some some nice uh, nice songs now, like we said the peaceful hour we we're, we're the we're the source of uh, the three peaceful hour entertainment for you get some nice songs out of the go get your oval teen on have a little listen to this as well and uh, we'll we'll catch you next week. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three Blues. Three Opinions. One Everton Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.